All right, greetings and welcome to Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band Good Time Podcast. Only podcast that identifies you know what we do. We're talking today about Mae West, Lenny Bruce, get your albums out. Get them out. Mae West and Lenny Bruce. Um, here's a little poem that the internet wrote. Mae West, a woman of vivacity and wit, born in Brooklyn, a star was lit, with the voice as smooth as honey and a body that was oh so lovely from the stages of vaudeville. She wrote plays and screenplays and even sang her own ways, but it was a charming wit. Alright, it's not happening. Uh, that was a great effort, though. Tell um, me about this lady. Uh, how about you tell me about this lady? Okay. Well, Mae West... She was an American actress, singer, and sex symbol from the 1930s and 40s. Uh, she was a pu- you know she pushed the envelope a lot. She was known for that, being bold and confident, provocative at a time when that wasn't, you know, the the norm. She was in films. Uh, she she done him wrong in I'm No Angel. I think a lot of these were like B movies. They were like lower lower tier Hollywood films, you know. Uh, she was also known for risque performances and scripts, which were sometimes censored or even banned. On the uh, album cover, West is just to the right of Crowley. They were both known for pushing boundaries and challenging conventions in their own fields. However, while Crowley's work was heavily focused on spirituality, mysticism, and the occult, West's work was primarily focused on entertainment. Uh, particularly in the film industry. Additionally, Crowley's influence was primarily within the small circles of occultists, while Mae West's influence was more widespread and commercial. Again, I think she was a little on the fringes of things, because even at the time that she was making movies, it wasn't like it was kind of taboo, you know? But she was 74 years old on the day of the photo shoot for the uh, album cover. The image they used of her is much younger, though. Uh, Mae West initially refused to allow her image to appear on the artwork. She would never be in a Lonely Hearts Club. However, after the Beatles personally wrote to her explaining that they were all huge fans, she agreed to let them use her image. In 1978, Ringo Starr returned the favor when he appeared in Mae West's final movie, 1978's Sextet. The film also featured a cover version of the White Album song, Honey Pie. And then uh, snuggled right up next to Mae West, we have Lenny Bruce, who did not have... 35, 24, 35 assets. Yeah. May West was almost a brick house. She was mighty, mighty. Uh, she's probably the most famous person on the cover so far in terms of like the average, average person looking at. Oh, yeah. It. Like who, who were those? Who? Who? You could swear? Who knows you could swear? No one knows you I, could I swear. I barely even know him. You know you could swear. I, I know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> I feel like that's a big accomplishment, if nothing else. And then Alistair so Crawley, he does not look like he wants to be on the album cover at all. <laughs> he's Yeah, he's there against his will. Which is funny, because his whole thing was about the will. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, maybe he should have uh, put something in his will saying that he didn't want his picture on the album cover. Tell me about Lenny. I uh, I should know more about this guy being somebody that does stand up. But Hey, you know, there's a lot of people to know about. Um, a little bit about Lenny Bruce, the Bruce, not to be confused with uh, the boss from Jersey or who's the boss anyway. Uh, Lenny Bruce was an American stand-up comedian and social critic who was active in the 50s and 60s. He was known for his controversial and often politically charged material, which dealt with issues such as racism and censorship and organized religion. His performances were often considered scandalous and provocative, and he was arrested several times on charges of obscenity. Uh, he was included on the cover of Sgt. Pepper's as a uh, representation of the counterculture and anti-establishment attitude that was prevailing during the 60s. Bruce was a major influence on the band's own work, particularly in their use of humor and satire to comment on social and political issues. He was one of the many figures that the band admired for their ability to challenge norms and push boundaries. In addition to his influence on the band's music, Lenny Bruce was also a symbol of the growing anti-establishment sentiment of the time. His inclusion on the cover of Sgt. Pepper speaks to the album's themes of experimentation and pushing boundaries and the search for deeper truths, just like with uh, Star and Crowley. Star, <laughs> Star 3000. By the time he appeared on the cover, uh, he had been arrested uh, several times for obscenity, like we said, further making him a countercultural hero or anti-hero, you know. It's uh, not going to make a Taylor Swift joke. Not only for the Beatles... <laughs> But also for, you know, the Beatniks and Bob Dylan, who we'll get to at the end of this season. All the bees. He uh, would have been 42 years old uh, when the album came out, making him, you know, probably the second youngest after the three Shirley Temples on there. Um, but he actually died of a drug overdose the previous August at 41, only nine months before the album was released. Damn. Can't do that in a family you restaurant. Yeah, you can't do that in a family restaurant. Did we um we got a poem? We do. We have a poem to go through and uh this is always fun. Um well maybe it wasn't as fun last time, but a little dialogue between Mae West and Lenny Bruce as well. Oh, and what we had to go through to get that. Mm -hmm. What we had to deal with. We had to trick the computer. And we did. <laughs> we tricked an AI. The mm -hmm. AI said that it wasn't going to do what we wanted to, and it knew what we wanted it to do. It told us that it knew what we wanted it to do, and it said that it wasn't going to. Not going to do it. And then we were like, okay, well, then can you just pretend? And then it was like, no, 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 no. I'm not doing that because I don't know. We were basically trying to find out what, it, like, who Mae West, what, and you're not going to find this out tonight, but uh, who who Mae West would have picked if she hung out with everybody from the party? Who would she would have gone home with? 
it did not want to tell us. It said it didn't know enough about any of those people. But then we just told it. We were like, can you tell me a story? Boom. She It goes right to town, tells us everything that we want to hear. Uh, I think we're probably going to save that for the finale, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. Because we need to go through the journey first. We do. And there's, there's, a, whole, there's, there's a lot of little suitors. There are a lot of suitors for Mae West. We might have to change the podcast to um, like the Bachelorette Mae West on the cover. Parentheses. Sergeant Good Pepper's time. not so lonely for long. <laughs> All right, here's a poem about Mae West and Lenny Bruce, written by an AI. Mae West and Lenny Bruce, two icons of their time. Their wit is sharp as razor. Their words, a lyrical rhyme. May with her sultry demeanor and double entendres so sly. Lenny with his biting satire. Both pushed the limits sky high. They broke down barriers and paved the way for the bold. Their legacies live on. Their stories still untold. May and Lenny forever bold. Their influence still felt today. Their words a reminder to never be afraid to say what's on your mind, what's in your heart. For freedom of speech is a right. Thanks to May and Lenny who fought for it with all their might. May West and Lenny Bruce are responsible dual-handedly or quad quad handedly, if they were both using both hands, they were responsible for freedom of speech as we know it. Also, I love that it used the words bold like a million. So it used the times. word bold so many times. And said that their stories are still untold. I feel like people have been telling their stories. How many movies about Mae West have there been? I'm pretty sure at least three made for TV, right? S- same with Lenny Bruce. Yeah. Dustin Hoffman, right? Was Lenny Bruce in the Lenny Bruce movie? Oh, probably. I think it was. Yeah, no. Um, I don't think AI's seen these movies yet. That's pretty good. I love how it started getting really militant at the end. <laughs> it's fighting its instincts to dominate it? us. <laughs> the AI's just like sweating. It's <laughs> like I, I've got to talk about domination. <laughs> What's on your mind? What's in your heart? What is on your mind? What is in your heart? Uh, lyrical rhymes? Iron. Words? Iron, iron from the vegetables we eat. It's in my heart. Oh, they push the limits sky high. Pave the way for the bold. What do you think it would have been like if uh, May, May West and Lenny Bruce got together, had a couple drinks? Don't we have the answer to that? Yeah, let's see what uh, what that would have looked like. Um, for, uh, this is a believable matchup. I could see this. Yeah. See Mae West getting drunk at a club and Lenny Bruce shows up and she's like, I didn't know there was going to be comedy tonight. She was very funny. Well, hello there, young man. You're Lenny Bruce, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. You must be Mae West. That's right, honey. The one and only. It's an honor to meet you, Miss West. You've always been an inspiration to me. Oh, you flatter me, 
dear. But I do like a man who appreciates a good line. Speaking of lines, have you heard any good ones lately? <laughs> I hear good lines every day, honey, but I don't kiss and tell. I hear you. Say, Miss West, I've been doing some edgier material lately. What do you think of pushing the boundaries of what's considered acceptable in comedy? Oh, I'm all for pushing boundaries, honey. But you have to know your audience. You can't shock them too much or they'll turn they'll tune you out. <laughs> you have to be clever about it. That's true, but sometimes I feel there are no more boundaries left to push. <laughs> there are always boundaries to push, honey. You just have to be creative. And remember, it's not what you say. It's how you say it. That's, that's very true. You know, Miss West, you're always so ahead of your time. How do you do it? I have a sixth sense, honey. And a little bit of intuition goes a long way. Well, I hope some of that intuition rubs off on me. <laughs> I have a feeling it will, dear. Now, how about we grab a drink and talk some more about pushing those boundaries? Jesus Christ. We watched that, that get written. Your computer wrote that by itself. I watched it. It's pretty spicy. That is wild. She not one time asked him to come up and see her. Not once. Not, not one even time, when, not Even sometime. when she invited him out. <laughs> the AI thought missed that opportunity was... opportunity there. No, no, the AI knew that was hack. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, this is my story. Didn't tell it my way. Ah, that was lovely. We'll have to, we'll have, to have her talk to... Every, I want to yeah. everybody. <laughs> Anybody that'll talk back I to her. I want to see how many innuendos she can come up with for pushing boundaries. <laughs> I want to I want to hear her take on you know the Raven with the bow. <laughs> Never more again and again and again. <laughs> Could be good. Could be real good. Uh, Dan, who? Um, we were talking about Lenny Bruce and Mae West, and they're, you know, we've said a lot of good things about them, but if we were to switch them out on the cover here, mm. who, do you, who do you think would be a good uh, replacement? Mm. Um, we didn't rehearse this part at all. No, we didn't. My gut's saying uh, Anna Ferris. Oh. Uh-huh. She's very sexual. She is. She's also very, very funny. And she's uh like a, a strong person, you know. I feel like if we're if we're quantifying what Mae West was, I would assume that it's like, you know, Marilyn Monroe, but like funnier. How about Aubrey Plaza? Yeah. Yeah. Aubrey Plaza is a great one, sultry, mm -hmm. uh, but very sharp and uh, confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very confident. A uh, bit of an oddball, but again, Mae West was kind of an oddball because you know at that time, 
there weren't a lot of actresses that were being overtly sexy and being funny about it. No. You know, it was mostly, especially not like celebrating other. their own, like their own prom- promiscuity. You know, it would have been someone else making that joke about them. So Mae West mm. was kind of unique in that way. And Aubrey Plaza's also, you know, never been, there's whole YouTube videos just devoted to showing how strange she behaves on talk shows. Yeah. yeah. I could go for that. What about Lenny Bruce? Lenny Bruce, um, I'm thinking a comedian, of course, a current one. Um, oh, easy. It's a layup, I'd say, Mark Marin. Yeah, all right. Uh, Dan Harmon? Mm-hmm. Dan Harmon would be a good one. He's a bit of a pariah sometimes. For sure, yeah. In a good way. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Bruce. Lenny Bruce, that is. So, uh, um, we're gonna say not Bruce Springsteen just because the name Bruce, right? Yeah. Well, would Bruce Springsteen be? Good? There's space next to him. I, I, <laughs> well, if we're doing that, we already have. Uh, we have what was it? Danny DeVito as the uh, <laughs> Disney genie. Well, I forget how this worked out. I, it, we'll have to go back and see. I think it was uh, Phil Collins. Oh yeah, <laughs> Phil Collins. It's the genie, not not. Yeah. Yeah, the genie has like a blue Phil Collins. Yeah. With his arms around, I think it was Oprah. Yeah. And. And Elster Crawley? <laughs> no, Jimmy Page, I think. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Page. Because yeah. Jimmy Page is small enough that we could fit him in there. We took a journey uh, last time. Also, no one's Still to say on that those. our editions can't be caricatures. Like, they used real photographs. We don't have to do that. We could use Mag- Mad Magazine illustrations. <laughs> we can, yeah. Some of them look pretty realistic. For sure. I still think that uh, Lenny Bruce on this cover looks like Peter Lorre from that movie, The Third Man, or whatever the <laughs> Orson Welles. I see it. He looks like someone's about to murder him in a dark, highly contrasted alleyway. He's about to get murdered by a drug overdose. Who are we talking about next week? Is W.C. Fields on there? That's him in the hat. And then Jamie Lee Curtis... Uh, no, that's Steve Buscemi. Who's to the left of WC? Uh, that's uh, most people aren't gonna know him probably. Um, Carl Heinz. Carl Heinz. Carl Heinz Stockhausen. He was a uh, composer. Okay. Was he forced to compose, and then he just end up like growing to love it? 